For example, in the United States, it is still technically legal to be a cannibal, just the way to obtain a body is illegal, such as grave robbing and murdering, but cannibalism in itself is still legal. Like, Thus, if you just, just chop because a body it is... in your backyard, you can eat that. Yo, we can we don't ask me the how I know this. on this show. I love don't ask me how I know this, I just know this. There they go, the clown and the tooth dog. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Geek Down. I am Pat B. On the line today, we have Shana Shay. Uh, Albatross Abby. Howdy, howdy. And the Executioner. <laughs> yeah, we're going to pretend that didn't happen. But today, we have an awesome, <laughs> action packed, fun filled show for you. We are talking about Jiu Jitsu. This is a new series starring none other than Nicolas Cage, Tony Jaa, Frank Grillo, and a few other people that are in this movie for all the five seconds. We'll talk about how that works out in just a few. <laughs> We're also talking about this comic one shot from like a lot of really popular artists and illustrators. It's called Action 2020. And we'll see if it represents 2020 in all the action that, yeah, nah, it's not like that. We're gonna talk about it though in just a few and whoo, it's gonna get a little heavy. We're talking about this Netflix show, Minions of Midas. Minions of Midas is a very serious show. A Spanish businessman embroiled in some anonymous organization type stuff. We're going to give you the full. But right now, we're going to talk about jujitsu. Every six years, an ancient order of jujitsu fighters, uh, they join forces to uh, battle an alien that's part of a race of alien invaders that visit us and go hunting. Doesn't sound familiar at all, does it? Not at all. <laughs> Parallels to Predator, and then Predators, and then Alien vs. Predator, and then pre basically we, we get what they're going for. The plot of this is every six years, an alien comes to Earth. The one. same one. <laughs> the same one comes to Earth and fights a collection of nine fighters that choose to fight for the planet. If those fighters fight willingly and eventually die willingly or kill this thing, it, it ends there. If they don't agree to fight, then it just starts killing innocents. I'm like, what the hell started this? What prompted? What? I need answers. Because why this fighters, why six years? Why do these local people know and no one else does? What's great that weird ass circle? Okay, so why is, but hold up, Abby, you had something. Let's let's start with you. What are your impressions on jujitsu? It reminded me a lot of like the um, of this television show that I also watch called New Legends of Monkey, which is very much um, has drawn similarities between it, except without the aliens and more on fantasy. So that was really come on now. That's, that's I mean, like the movie starts off with this character that we later know as Jake, and and we sort of get exposition through his sort of regaining of memories that he lost after hitting his head really hard in the first scene of the movie. It's really interesting to see like it through the eyes of someone who's like, I don't know what's going on, but this is happening to me. Fight scenes in the beginning seem a bit too like you're playing a video game. I got that sense. It felt like they were, yeah. I, I thought they were, that was a thing they were doing for pacing. But then as it kept going, uh, you realize, nah, they're just trying to be interesting and trying to be avant-garde because they probably didn't have the budget for other things like a or fully fleshed out sport. That's what they want you to think. No, that's, brother, that's no, what they... there was no budget no. here. I, I think, yeah, yeah. Wait, hold on a second. I, I do think there was a little budget because some of the fight scenes themselves looked really good. And I think they had yes. good cameras and good choreography, and that's it. And that's all they could afford. So like, okay, we want to get some stars in here too. Get Nicolas Cage. Word, yeah, he'll do anything. Honestly, <laughs> he really though, like, do anything. the 
reveal of Nicolas Cage's character is more of like this crazy old man who's sort of been outlawed by the rest of the group. You sort of find out why throughout the film. And then you sort of find out like how he knows um, Jake so well. Nicholas Cage plays a character named Wiley in this. Jake played by Alan Moosey. Now, mind you, only one of these people is an actor. <laughs> Alan Moosey, he's a martial artist. He is. And I, I couldn't decide for most of this if he was a really bad actor or a really great actor. Because his thing is, he's, he's playing an amnesiac. And my whole thing was, this whole time, yo, he looks legitimately blank and vacant. And confused. That's yeah, that's true, I guess. But the scene with Nicolas Cage, that's where we first get the, um, the actual breakdown of what the hell's happening. You know, none of these cats give that to the amnesiac. Like, B, yeah. just, he needs to know, and we need to know. Yeah, the way that they, the way that the other sort of like martial artists um, in the film sort of treat Jake is kind of bad because they just expect him to remember everything, like with the snap of your fingers. He's like, but I don't, and it sort of gives the other sort of people around him kind of this really bad look. But it's not like not like Jake himself had a pretty good rep with the people in the first place, so. Yo, Jake, how you doing, man? You got my money? Yo, I have no idea what you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, why are y'all asking me questions? You see this huge noggin on my head with the stitches and the blood coming out? Yeah, you see, you, you see, like, the blood on my face and my back? Like, what do you guys want from me? I lost yo, my memory. we want memory. you to know who you are, Jake. Well, I don't. Well, well fill me in. <laughs> like, well, hold yeah. on, you've, you've been a little silent through this, though. So let me know your impressions. Like, I just want to preface, like, we're saying that I know this movie was done on a relatively low budget. Mm. But here are some small issues I had in what felt like a very long movie when I was watching it, but it was under two hours. Yeah, this thing, it, yeah. Yeah. It didn't um, feel like it though. Though the, a lot of the main cast were very seasoned stunt actors who I've seen in plenty of, of our action movies also. All of the um, main cast, y'all had nothing better to do, huh? Um, hey, I haven't seen hey, a Frank Grillo project this year. That money, so, so. But the stunt team was not good. Oh, there you were, think so? Uh, yeah, when you actually watch carefully, when you're just going through like the nameless soldiers, mm. a lot of those people's reactions are wrong. I was watching it with my husband, and he looked at me. He was like, "Yo, did that dude not react at the right time?" And I was like, "No." did not. <laughs> that would I not mean, like, I mean, Your direction is probably like, okay, so this is where the invisible guy punches you in the face. It might be a little hard to, to react realistically to that. Well, like, I think the best way to deal with that is to just make the invisible guy wear a green screen. Yeah, but unfortunately, that's not when the invisible guy was hitting them. That was when the people we could see was hitting them and, and just like delayed reactions oh. or too early there was a lot of that with the it's like US soldiers the again a lot of the named characters they are all like fairly famous in the stunt world so i i know heck one of the little jujitsu dudes was the dude who played crossbones in the mcu like yeah, oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. i thought i recognized him there's very famous people here yeah. um, Tony ja. Tony ja. <laughs> and the, um, the oh uh rick yoon is one that kind of came oh, up out of nowhere what a waste and yeah. the one that i didn't expect was the uh the female sort of like 
uh, army person that was oh, like the intelligence her. operative. Yeah, I know. But the thing is, is like Why she's also her, she's also in the CW show The Hundred or yes! Hundred or whatever you want to call it. She's Octavia Blake, and I haven't seen the most recent seasons, so I can catch up on that. But she's oh, also, um, if I remember correctly, she was also in the uh, Percy Jackson films. Oh, Percy Jackson. Oh, oh, um, you're talking about, uh, you're talking about, oh my god, did she play she? Yeah, she played, she played, uh, what's her name? I recognize that name, and it popped up, like, the list of all the movies she was been in, and that includes, so I kind of feel bad for her. It was okay. It was bad as an adaptation, but it was okay as a movie. The second one was I'm staying quiet. We're, wait, anyways, we're, we're talking about we are talking about jujitsu, oh, which was not based on the book. Why are we talking about jujitsu? Why is this thing called jujitsu? Why is it every other movie? every other this, martial this artist so like featured there? You got the big dude, the nameless dudes are there to die. You know, you got <laughs> yeah, Lake Shepardell, yeah. you know, Fat Hulk, dead. Fat Hulk. Uh, who else was there? Can no, somebody okay, please one more give me? Thing. Uh, Are we gonna talk uh, about oh, wait, the no, brother no. that was in that movie? That Thank you. Yes, that's, that's exactly what I'm getting to. Executioner, break it down yo, on Eddie Staples. Yo, this is the gentleman. When I say fake it till you fake it, this is the example of faking it. Is he the translator? Yeah. No, is he a translator? Oh, he doesn't even understand. I'm not from saying he's a good translator. Yep, he's an actor named Eddie Steeples. He was on My Name is Earl. You may remember him also from the Rubber the, Band Man. The Rubber Band. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> is he Rubber Band Man? He was Rubber Band. Well, no, no not T.I. Not rubber Band Man. The old um, Staples TV commercial um, mascot oh. guy. Rubber Band Man. <laughs> it's Rubber Band. Oh, that's so long ago. Whoa. This, but now this gentleman he's, is he's the, in here as the comic worst. relief. He, he plays the translator yes. that the yes. Was he comic relief? Like he wasn't he, funny. He okay. was just sad. He was like, "Bro, you make me embarrassed comic. to be me right now." Like right. legitimately, mm-hmm. all I could think of in my head was like, "Huh? So something could be worse than Marlon Wayans and Den- Dungeons and Dragons." Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot all of that. It's even worse because apparently not only was he in this movie, but he was also in the Home Alone holiday special from 2012, along Why? with Alvin and the Chipmunks Road Chip oh, from 2015. The, what? You leave that man alone. He's, okay? He's got to eat soup. He was trying. Yeah, Not but right. how this much was... did all these people get paid? Can we see their salary? Because I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want mean, to. Like, I, I, I don't imagine... think anybody got paid well for this. No, no, here's, here's what I imagine. Paid. I imagine this movie had a great budget, and all of it went to the stunt casting of no names, so they didn't have any left to pay the writers or like set designers. Or, I, or, I have or, a question. Yeah. Did anybody else either laugh or notice? When guns fired, that they had that laser gun. Pew, 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 yes. The PS3 graphic gun fire. In my head, I couldn't help but say, you know, if you were going to CGI effect to make it look like a gun was firing, when clearly you don't have squibs to explode, you should have just CGI'd the impacts of the bullets instead of making them look like laser guns. <laughs> hey, look, they, they did what they could with what little they were given. 
mean, I don't want to. I don't want to be. I don't want to be too hard on these people. It's a thumbs down. Like this movie is garbage. Let me know if you disagree or not. Because well, here's the thing. I could say. forgive all the like random little terrible CG. Oh my god. Abby, how, go ahead. You were trying to interject. Yourself. How much do you think they spent on this film? I did a quick. Uh, oh, oh, okay, okay. I, I love to play this game. Okay, oh. I'm, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, two hundred million. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, ten million. Um, it is twenty-five million uh, US, uh, US dollars. Mm -hmm. So and Shana won. Two million of that went to Nicolas Cage. It, it's, it's a bad movie, but it's like a good bad movie. Is it like though? it's definitely a thumbs down, but like it's a bad movie, as in like it was good, but like not in the good way. <laughs> I mean, All right, so execution, though, what do you got? Uh, so high the power, what do you got? This alien came over, taught us jujitsu because he wanted a challenge, and he comes over in a suit of armor to fight people who he taught how to fight, but doesn't give them actual weapons to physically hurt them. Yo, this is like That's two true. thumbs down. This is like the... This is the worst video game adaptation movie. I don't know what to call it. I'm done. Get, get me out of here. Thumbs are down. What did I watch? What did I watch? I mean, What's wrong yes, with the I, Star I, I, Wars I, I, Christmas I, I, special? I think that would have been better to oh, watch. Okay, stay on. I think that's Shano. For me, my only issue is that I don't think they went hard enough. You had all these really, really talented stunt actors. The story is kind of, yes, it's booty juice, and we didn't, like, it drags for so long in some places, and it's like, oh my god, just punch something already. But, like, when the action gets going, it's usually pretty good, with the exception of some of the, you know, more nameless stunt actors not always getting their cues right, but whatever. I, again, I forgive all that if the story was a little better, or if they just went zanier. I want, like, Kung Pao into the fist type zany, especially <laughs> well, I want crank. Can we get a crank? You wouldn't say this was, this was borderline Kung Pao. Zany. I needed more Nicolas Cage. You did not use your Nicolas Cage well enough. And that's okay. my own voice. Okay, so where you but going? Mine's a thumbs down, though I agree with, <laughs> with most of you with the, yeah, it's not a terrible movie to rip on with your friends and just kind of laugh at it for being a little inept in some places. Um, but the, yeah, that's all I got for it. Okay. <laughs> that movie um, needed some more cocaine. That's what it needed. Maybe. <laughs> that might have helped. Honestly, though, probably. <laughs> okay, well, the movie's called Jiu-Jitsu. It's available now. Now, here's the thing. It's available just on random streaming services. They didn't even try to, like, limit it to on one. I think they knew. There you go. We'll watch it on YouTube. Like, oh, and YouTube. YouTube, YouTube. YouTube. Also technically a streaming service. You can watch it there. And, I mean, like like, like we said, it's, it's, it's not a movie to take seriously. It's not a movie to watch for, like, good comedy. But it seems to have its merits, even though it is a unanimous thumbs down. Um, yeah, it, it, it reminds me of like the action roles that like stunt performers like put on YouTube. Like, if you just got rid of all the story bits, it would play like one of those. If it was just like a display <laughs> of martial arts, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Um, also, yo, the, the final thing I'll say about this, the time right now is Rick is Rick Yoon part black because that dude. It, it it does not crack on him, okay? I, I was like, that guy looks a lot like um, he looks a lot like uh, uh, Johnny Tran 
from Fast and Furious. But no, that can't be him. Rick Hume, well, that was like 20 years ago. That can't be the same guy. And look at him, an old picture. Yeah, wasn't him, he also in Die Another Day? I think so. Sure. Uh, no, been... He was he was in Olympus Has Fallen, Ooh, like apparently. That. Marco Polo, The Fast and the Furious, Die Another Day, yeah. and a film called Ninja Assassin. Man, the vampire. He's a vampire. Okay, that's who he is. I, I, I always used to think if they ever made a Tekken movie that he should play Jin, and then they made a Tekken movie, and I regretted ever having the thought. <laughs> I know. Okay. Why we watch the Tekken movie? No, because it's not that kind of show. We also got to check out uh, this comic one-shot from uh, Rebellion uh, Publishing, which was, it, it's uh, called Action 2020. Action 2020 celebrates uh, the legacy of um, a comic that they actually tried to ban in Britain years ago. Uh, called Action. So Action 2020 uh, uh, brings together a lot of today's most notable comic creators. People like um, Garth Ennis, uh, who you may know from uh, from Preacher, and the dude who also uh, did The Boys, uh, now made famous by the TV show. Also uh, Ram V, uh, very famous uh, new Batman cat. Also, uh, if you're familiar with Paradiso, but I don't think anyone's that deep in the comics here besides me. So also Henry Flint, not Larry, I know we, yeah, no, I put the kibosh on that right away. Henry Flint uh, from Judge Dredd. It's a very respected action title that a long time ago was a little too raw for the people upstairs. So what they tried to do was they tried to keep it down, see. However, in this thing now, um, these stories were characters that existed before. People like Hookjaw, the monstrous man-eating shark. Uh, it's interesting. This is the kind of book we normally cover. So, Shay, I'm going to kick it over to you first off. I want to hear your impressions on Action 2020. I just I, I will say I liked um, it. And I like that it also made me ask weird questions about what I was reading, um, especially the second story where at, where you meet a bunch of, like, German soldiers during World War II and you're watching this idolize them oh my god the greatest thing ever ah and like just fanboying out while his sister is like yeah whatever i'm trying to hit you to the reality of war and what war does i couldn't care. they're not heroes to me because they propagated war i don't care. <laughs> and and was, i'm that like that was weird ah. i thought i thought i thought for a few minutes they were idolizing nazis too like are you what, well, wait hold, hold up what and well, then once like, she came in with that yeah that's what you think happened what really happened is they suck they like a lot of kids like don't know the reality just sort of like how like this kid sort of idolizes like these sort of nazis not because the author of the story does but because like that's what the propaganda does is like it's sort of it's supposed to get to people that like don't know any better and that he's sort of like the author is trying to say like this kid idolizes him because they said that he could attack all of these people and it's like, like that's yeah, why that, you why that you know do you even know yeah. like, the, the the specifics of those stories and how that happened or why that happened yeah like or he's like he doesn't know yeah and that's what i think the sister brings in he's like are you sure that's what's happening and sort of having that sort of person to say like um they're not as great as you might think is very important to sort of add to the context of the story i concur um, one thing that I noticed about this was they definitely tried to preserve the art style of those older books, uh, in, in some more, more than others, like definitely in Hookjaw, 
less so in the first story. The builders? Um, yeah, was that, was that what it's called? The builders? One of the, yeah, I think, yeah, it's, I think the kids' role was what no, it was. Well, it was the yeah, builders, it was, it was leather, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where they're rebuilding the Statue of Liberty. Spoiler. Oh, yeah. no, I, weren't they living in Britain, though? Oh, I thought no, really? that was, I thought that was technically America. Because if you, when they transitioned back, like, if you looked at some, well, some of the landmarks kind of, I mean, I thought that was America. I thought it was. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, the beginning, uh, um, it says, oh, it's this 1986 the plague came upon England and the world. So I guess it's everywhere. It could have yeah. been America. It could have been the U.S. So never mind. Ignore me. Maybe maybe it's where it started. Maybe it started in England and then it spread throughout. I mean, like oh, recent events have showed how fast everything things can spread. So maybe maybe it is England. Like maybe like because that virus was just so strong and it took out all the adults. Maybe it just really leveled and just resetted everything to the point where can't even recognize anyone. Well, the thing is, is like the one, like I really did like the process, like the aspect of the story, of, like it took all the adults, but like, does it sort of like continuously take people that are over the age of 18? Oh, yes. Like, that's actually mm. one of the things I was curious about. Like that, like, yeah, that's one of the things I'm curious about. Age. Like as soon as like, as someone turns 18, do they become like instantly sick or like what goes on? Like, is it like the like exactly 18 minutes or not 18 minutes, 18 years down to the minute they were born like if i like if i was got it at like 6 30 in the morning suddenly on my birthday i'd be like it's like why like suddenly just die like good morning you thought very specifically about that one okay the the story we're talking about was called kids rule i just had to look it up kids rule okay well okay 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 let's say it's like groundhog day rules where yes it's following the clock exactly okay and if it's so like if it's like uh, like six fifty-eight in the morning, you're safe. The second it hits seven a.m. on your birthday, you start to fade away like like uh, like like uh, like uh, uh, the Infinity War. Fly like, and uh, Back to the Future. Like, maybe it's like that Daybreakers. There's just something different in uh, the younger generation that like because what you call it, the younger generation in that they had all had the HPV vaccine, so. I was ready to give it a thumbs down. Uh, individually, I give each of these stories a thumbs down. As a collection, though, I realized it's moving at a just a breakneck pace, which is good. It works, it works for it. And these aren't stories you're meant to think about for too long. I meant to read this on uh, maybe if I got a uh, you know a, a commute, pull out the book, bam, 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 oh snap, and then go about my day. And Hell Machine is the one that turned me around on it. Hell Machine is a story that you think I'm gonna get a lot about this world and why are there revolutionaries all over the place? Why are they all after this one guy? Where the hell did the robot come from? And it's all really oh, random, man. but it just like hits you where society is um completely capital and uh, capitalist and corporate where at birth you are implanted with a chip on your heart and you're immediately in debt why are you in debt because of the cost of being born so yes. from the second you're born you start having to I pay you start having to pay the government how our healthcare system works i mean, well, I mean pretty, like the cool. only difference between like this that story and real life is instead of the chip in your heart you have a secure social security number yes you do hold on, hold on. so <laughs> all right, 
I'd be dropping that knowledge. So. I, I, I actually like that story, though. And that's the one that turned me around because I was reading the previous ones like, yeah, this kind of sucks. It's kind of what's happening here. They're not wrapping up anything neatly. And then I realized this is an anthology book that's individual stories off of what was a long running continuous story book, uh, continuous story, continuous books with stories. So these were meant to be ongoing. So the fact that we're only getting like a taste of each one made a lot more sense. And Hell Machine is just this bug nut story about, yo, these anarchists, you don't know where they're coming from. A few of them are led by a madman. You've got this one character who's in her head. She thinks she's the only like real uh, anarchist. And then her parents were crazy people who were also anarchists and they somehow came together and formed the one real person. And she's judging all these other people from different factions that are in the same machine with her. And when I say the same machine, she's been caught by the government and the, they put you through this running man style um, contraption. And yeah, exactly. It's just like, if you live through this, you may have a shot at a normal life under <laughs> our thumb again. Mm. And I yeah, like, like it's it, the way it wrapped up was exactly what we thought but still somehow satisfying like i expected i expected that the way to end the way it did with uh the homes coming back i did this ah it's like i tricked you exactly i'm not well, dead i'm alive that's a but then again weird, but somehow I don't hate it. it's sort of like a not the ending you wanted but it was still good hmm. okay so where do you fall at <sighs> Uh, I would have to say as a whole, it is definitely a thumbs up. I did like a lot of the films. It's really interesting to see where, like, just sort of like the different parts of comics that I never really encountered before. So okay. definitely thumbs up. All right, Shay? I'd give it a thumbs up. Um, I think I like how um, all the stories, even though they were all different, they were like little like themes that seemed to like run through them that kind of connected them in a way. And I wonder if that's why they collected them in the manner they did. Um, so yeah, it was enjoyable reading it. Most of them were enough to make you also want to read the individual stories, like the bigger part of it. Yeah, and they have a section at the end where they include some of the original stories that all of the um, all of the, uh, the titles in this anthology are based off of, which I'll be real with you, having read those like after the fact, it's the product of a different world, yo. Because you have your James Bond type character who's specifically stealing from, uh, from like the loot that he's returning to Her Majesty's. You know, I'm like, yo, is she gonna miss a diamond? Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, yeah, I only found half of the stolen goods. I'm sorry, I did my best. You know, yeah, yeah, boom. They no, cheat someone. Yeah, he them. was a casualty of the the enemy. They they killed that guy. Darn. I mean, if you get away with it. He did get away with it. That's his thing. Uh, so I'm like, yo, you got a dirty cop. And you know what? Maybe it was all the more realistic. Maybe they were trying to let us know a little more about the world. I mean, if you've ever, if you've ever read the James Bond That's books. Oh, man, you got to watch the movies. That sucks. Yeah. James Bond is an Just awful it. person in those books. Yes, he is. <laughs> and, but uh, and, uh, Action 2020, this started off with a thumbs down for me and then actually won me over. Not many things do that. So I, I I think it might be worth checking out. It's one of those things where um, it's worth reading and forming your own opinion. Executioner, what do you, what do you think? Uh, man, it's like a thumb sideways, but no, I guess thumb technically sideways. thumbs no. up. So technically you thumbs up. Uh, there's, there's some of the story that I found interesting, and then there was just some I was just like, eh. 
But I did like the fact that it was like a nice little try before I read, you know, get my feet wet. And then the stories that I am interested in, I actually can now look for them and read for myself. And I'm really happy that I can do that on that website that you provided because I actually do do that. And I'll just go look for some of the comics that we read. All right. So it's called Action 2020. Like <laughs> it's called Action 2020. It's out from Rebellion, Com uh, Rebellion Publishing right now. It's an anthology story of uh, older titles. And I mean, if any of these names we, we, we mentioned to Garth Ennis, uh, especially because the dude, every few years he comes back with like, you know, juice. Like they did the Punisher series, she's like ah. They did the, the, the boys, she's like ah. You know, it's like you can't get rid of them. Uh, but you know what? I think um, it seems we think that this one's worth a read. So Action Twenty Twenty, check it out. But now we are going to talk about the Minions of Midas. This is a Spanish uh, Netflix series, not your standard um, U.S. series. So you may have to search a bit in the uh, in the algorithm for it. But dude, um, Minions of Midas is streaming now on Netflix. It, it's about a millionaire publisher because that's a, that's still a thing somehow newspaper publishing why all right all right it's about, it's about a millionaire publisher he gets a blackmail note um uh just as this reporter uh is about to break a story that implicates him uh his organization but more their parent organization and all hell breaks loose when this anonymous um type group but like anonymous the hacker conglomerate uh reaches out to him with specific instructions so um actually let me kick it over to, to, to abby give us your impressions of the maidens of mice so my impressions of this sort of show was different than i thought it would be i knew uh going into it uh reading the synopsis before i went into it that it was going to be a pretty dark television show What's the the journalist's name? What's her name again? I totally yes, Monica. Monica, that's her name. Yeah. And sort of like how she, how dedicated she is to her work. Like I was just thinking, like multi million dollar like uh, newspaper giant with a journalist. It's sort of like if Clark Kent wasn't Superman and was just a journalist and also a woman, this would be him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you you might you may giving her a lot a lot of credit there. Well, I, I mean, do, I do works. really like her character. I do. She like she wanted to do like throughout the story. Like she made it clear that like what she thinks she's doing is the morally right thing to do, and that gets her in a whole lot of trouble. Well, yeah, legal though. Was it really like, bad if it's legal? Like, it really bad if it's legal. Mm. Okay, yes, you have this very yes, suspect opinion just, on a couple yeah, of things that we have. We have a Here, so just because it's legal doesn't mean it's bad. For example, did you know that in the United States, it is still technically legal to be a cannibal? Just the way to obtain a body is illegal, such as grave robbing and murdering. But cannibalism in itself is still legal. Like Thus, if you just, just because a body is... in your backyard, you can eat that. Te well, technically speaking, <laughs> yes. However... <laughs> so... Yo, we can, we don't can ask me how I know this. Don't ask me on this show. I love don't ask me how I know this. I just know this. So, officer, I want to report a dead body on my property. It's like, okay, why? Why is it <laughs> just, half missing? I uh, uh, can't can't tell you. No, no. Clue. I'm full. <laughs> no, but in tums. all reality, just because it is legal does not, in fact, mean that it is moral. So why is this body that sort of goes into well, the ethics and um, morality. 
of sort of like legal like the law and like what is legal and what isn't legal and sort of all of that and um and just sort of like says like what is the right thing to do like what should you do when this happens or like how should you report what's going on in the world and it's really interesting especially in sort of what's going on today and what's been happening recently about like just because it's legal doesn't mean it's good I don't, I don't think Victor was that bad. And I think, like, um, like so, like, him inheriting the company and then he still wanted to focus on still maintaining that morality of, like, you know, I still want to report good news. I, I still want to make sure that people are informed and educated. But at the same time, I want us to make money and I want this company to grow. Mm-hmm. And it's just him starting off. It was just, like, I can understand why he was on Monica's side when he found out the truth, but... Yo, as this progressed, I'm like, I, I, I didn't blame Victor for being like, you know what? I'm following all these rules. I'm trying to be respectful. I'm, I'm trying to do this the right way, but this right way is not my way. And this right way seems to cause a lot of pain towards me and my family and everything I'm doing. And this organization that, you know, seems to be like this great big evil thing that wants to harass me and take my money and do horrible things. I don't know, man. It's, just, it's not looking kind of bad right now, you know. Like, they're kind of helping me with some things. No, I definitely, you know, I, 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 I concur. Um, I, Shane, I want to hear your your point of view because you and I have butted heads before on morally ambiguous characters, and it you, it's usually because we're seeing different sides of the same story. So now I actually agree with uh, Executioner there, where Victor to me didn't seem like a bad guy. He was someone who was put in a position to do bad things. But by the end, I thought he did become a bad guy. By the end, that's just my opinion. Oh, Where no, do you I fall? Think that. I don't know. Like, yeah. I actually agree with that. Oh, like, what? I think... Because <laughs> <laughs> I think he did a good job showing that, like, the emotional and mental anguish he goes through throughout this series. But there's one side thing i don't think victor was as good of a person as he thought he was and i think that was the real thing in the end for him is that he thought he was a good dude until he had the means to do whatever and there's himself as a george bailey but actually he's really just a larry flint yeah like there's this quote um there's this writer and he he had said that um he wrote about the nixon administrator and administration and he had said um you know, I once thought that absolute power corrupts absolutely, but he, but he said, what I've come to learn is that, what you call it, when you give somebody the power to do whatever it is they want to do, you find out what exactly they want to do. Yes, actually. Sometimes yeah, that, that makes it just means an opportunity that slow people down from their baser instincts in life. Mm-hmm. And I think on... Um, and I think they did a good job showing in the beginning that Victor definitely had an issue with pride. Like his pride was something he was willing to protect at all costs in a lot of situations. I know it probably had a lot to do with his windfall of him getting this surprise inheritance and a lot of people questioning whether or not he deserved it. And so he he was a lot of blustery, whether he was blustering with a fake it till I make it kind of bravado or not. But that affected every decision he made for the rest of the show. You're right. Um, no, we kind of we, we right. gloss over the, the premise of this yeah. show. We're following a um, we're following a uh, CEO 
His name is uh, Victor Genoves. And he is a man who, uh, played by uh, Luis Tosar, by the way. Uh, he's a man who, yes, he's a corporate CEO. He's the head of this company, but he's not a, he's not like a dude who um, was a trust fund baby and was like always rich. He's a cat who worked his way up to an executive level. And because the guy who owned the company uh, liked him and saw something in him, uh, left him the, the top spot when he died. So yes, he was, you know, executive level dude, but now he's the dude because he inherited that you know and that's part of where a lot of his uh, his turmoil with like his family and with his, the co-workers come from because he's still a guy who has that same mentality of i'm lower upper management so i'm still in tune with the people with my employees i'm still friends with some of them you know i still go out for drinks with people that actually work for me you know he's that level guy which i think also helps us the audience we, the audience, um, uh, relate to him more. It kind of endears him to us. And then when he starts doing some damn fool stuff, which I did notice him doing, um, we react to it more. He's got, uh, he's got an ex-wife and a son who uh, play a role in the story. His relationship with the cops also play another role with the story in the story. And then we also follow, uh, the B story is we follow, uh, Monica Baez, uh, played by Marta Bel uh, Belmont. Uh, she's our second protagonist in this. And we follow her and we follow Victor. Victor's the main guy and how their stories intertwine is where we get a lot of the story. So, um, Effocutioner, you had uh, a lot to say about Victor. What were your thoughts on Monica's portrayal? I, I felt like, well, well you know, I, I'll be honest, at the start, I really did believe in what Monica's mission was, like, because she went to another, I don't want to give too much away, but I will say she went to another country, found out some truths, and decided to come back, report it, and pretty much blew the lid open, and thought, like, she would be out of a job, and her company would be, you know, SOL, but luckily, everything ended up being A-OK, -okay, so it was just like, you know what, the, you know, getting the truth out there really matters, but it's just like, to be honest, what was going on was like, there was civil unrest. There was already like anarchy talks and everything that's going down. So it was just like that, that truth nugget that just got added kind of put more fuel to the fire to what was going on with the protesting and the police. And it just seemed, it, it I, I, I appreciate what she was trying to do. I appreciate her getting all this information and wanting to put it out there. But at a time when everyone is already kind of getting ready to knock some heads and they kind of want to come close to, you know, overthrowing their government. And at this time, I, I believe there was like a, an event that was going on in, in less than a few days. So like the country was trying to, you know, get their, their, their pretty face and the makeup on to try to look presentable and make it seem like, you know, we're, we're a-okay. It's just, you know, Monica's out here like, you know, I just learned this truth about this organization and what crazy things they're doing. And it's just like, damn like you don't even know who they are you're mm. just going to report this and like you're just going to cause more civil unrest well i liked her uh, up until like I, I liked a lot of stuff up until like the the maybe the last episode and i thought yes yeah, yeah. that this would this would have been one of those shows where they really tried to force 
um, interest in the last episode, so to squeeze out a second, um, squeeze out a second, a second season, but it wasn't. Um, the way it, the way it actually plays out is it's it's called limited series. They know we get one, it's one and done. But I thought they left too many of those loose threads, man. That bugger yeah, is a lot like, of loose threads. Like, yeah, we don't know who's part of this organization. Closure. So what did well, they, I, I think that was purposeful, but maybe they were hoping that they would get a second series down the line sometime because it because there was that other series we watched last was it last year the one about the um within the interrogation room and yeah the the, the one that it was it was over. different countries had different interrogation room stories. Uh, that they, yeah, uh, so contributed to this one, one of the sort of major loopholes I would kind of want this uh, sort of show to wrap up is like, uh, like the previous owner of the newspaper organization has died and has given it to Victor, and he, th uh, the audience is like, like, hey, he picked Victor because Victor's a nice guy and he seems like a pretty, like, whatever. Like, and then as like the show goes on, you realize like he's progressively getting worse and worse. And I'm thinking like maybe that's not the entire reason Victor inherited the company. Oh, like maybe the minions of Midas have yeah, that's what I sort was of thinking. influenced it. Because there is this line in the in one of the episodes, um, saying like um, saying like the previous owner of the sort of group died in a car crash, but he was very good at driving. Mm -hmm. I, I picked up on yeah, that. Yeah, I, I love it. And I. Th that's what the lawyer said. Like he was very yeah, that's surprised. What the lawyer that said, died. and I was like, yeah. oh no, like. Oh my God! Like this, this could be an actual plausible theory. I so that was probably oh, I'm not going to reveal. Yeah. And then so I'm trying. So maybe that's why Victor served the head of the companies because of like that's only all I really have like the info is based off of. But like um, that's why maybe the hands of Midas or the minions of Midas or whatever you want to call them wanted Victor to become the sort of ceo so then they could then blackmail him or sort of like lead to where the series would end i guess i think this the the like the over awesome. the umbrella view of this series um relies well needs for you as an audience member to kind of turn the blind eye to a lot there's a lot that uh, an anonymous hacker group can do, but these cats had like godlike abilities. Like, like yeah, you, you was in the park today. You got a sandwich afterwards. We saw you. Like, was there traffic cameras? Were you plugged into? Oh, hold on a second. Clearly, they're watching I'm, him. Like that. They're, they're watching, yeah, but they're, some a, of the stuff was. It is, it is Moriarty levels of planning. I. I <laughs> Somebody's <watching. laughs> it's, it's it's like it's like it's like we made you stub your toe today. That's a message. Like what? Oh, what? like you know, we whack like, your shit. It doesn't matter the, the method table. of the victim's death. It is, it is how it is that they died. Yeah. That's all that matters. Yo, what creative death? It's, it's such. Well, when they when they when they kill the child, that's when I realized. Oh, this show yeah, that is was no pretty, show. Yeah, that was cool. yeah. The the that. Like, well, with the first sort of, like, death, it's, like, whatever, like, they, they, I was getting real kind of Death Note vibes from this. 
as in like the police were getting led on because there were a bunch of dead ends as though they had a mole in the police and like the the minions of Midas were sort of like the Kiras of this world. I, I'm a huge Death Note fan. But like this seems no, a lot okay. more Tell real us, than well, whatever. Let's talk about the live action movie someday. No. The Minions of Midas I thought was uh, it's well first of all it's a very heavy series, but I thought this was really good, really well done. And the only thing that, that left me with like a bad taste was that last episode where you're watching people do dumb stuff that they've established throughout the series that no, they know better. That's what makes them interesting. And then they just start flipping. And I think that's a very convenient, a little bit of, of a facile story mechanic. But also, I mean, they kind of bring it back towards the end. It won me over and overall the experience was not bad. I don't regret watching this. I will refer people to it. And, with, and I'll continuously warn them, yo, but the last episode, don't expect satisfaction. Just expect, <laughs> just expect the story to get you. I'm giving it a thumbs up. To me, Minions of Midas is a thumbs up. Abby? Oh, oh, yes. Uh, it is a thumbs up for me as well. Okay. Executioner? Do you want me to add on to that? Oh, okay. Um, the story is enjoyable. I think you're going to have a fun time. Thumbs up. Cordially yours, Executioner. <laughs> <laughs> Very sincerely, a, a, fun, a fun time is one way to put it. Yeah, I like to give thumbs up to you. Um, with the one thing, one thing I would add is when you watch the series, do not watch the English dub, watch the original Spanish. Yes, thank you. Yes, because the English dub is because you will not get the like subtle nuances of the acting that's happened if you listen to the dub because i for like the first episode i watched i listened to the dub and i was like wow this really isn't holding me and as soon as i switched it to this um original spanish i was getting i was feeling what they were saying a lot better i was feeling the actual acting choices that were happening opposed to this, this very stilted sounding dialogue when people are supposed to be emotional no, I dig that. I dig that, and I'm yeah. right there with you. Uh, well, not right there, right there, because I, I thought the dub somehow, somehow had its merits, but it's definitely one that, yeah, the story will grab you. Um, it's called The Minions of Midas. It's on Netflix. Uh, um, excuse me. It's on Spanish. Ah, I like a number of Spanish. It's a Spanish language series. It's uh, on Netflix now, and apparently positive impressions all around, which I'm kind of surprised, because when we do, like, the headier stuff, usually it's a little more I don't know, broken, Divided. but that, that I'm, I'm glad everyone had like their own interesting interpretations. Go check it out. Watch it sub. we are out of time. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> you messed me up there. Uh, no, we are out of time. So I want to thank you all for joining us for another action-packed, fun-filled episode. Uh, I want to thank <sighs> the executioner. Oh, man. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers over here, man. Uh, bye, y'all. <laughs> Abby Albatross. Thank you. And thank you, lovely viewers. Reminding you, if you heard anything on this show, you want to chime in on, hit us up at geekdownradio at gmail.com. Or also, do catch us on the website to see all our news, reviews, and good stuff at geek-down.com. Or go to the overall network site and see all our shows, all the good stuff we put out at villains.wtf. And until next time, we'll catch you but reminding you to stay excellent to each other.
Yo, y'all yeah. can read. Read them subs, man. 